Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. We live in the midst of life dis diminishing, life denying, life distorting, and life destroying realities. We have just been going through one of those periods in human history in which the account of human deaths has been overwhelming. Many of us have friends and loved ones that we have lost to the pandemic or people that are well known to us that have died suddenly. And yet, as if that were not enough because of the sheer numbers of people who have met their untimely demise, you would have thought that people would be less inclined to recklessness and carelessness instead of living wisely. This needs to call, there is a need to call persons to make wise choices and to live wisely. Is not merely existential, it is also scriptural. And I call attention to the psalm called the Psalm of Moses, the man of God in the Old Testament, Psalm 90. If we are right that this is indeed a psalm of Moses, it means that the psalm is at least 3,500 years old, and that's a long time to be a hit. This is the song that says, before the hills in order stood, or earth received her frame, from everlasting thou art God, to endless age the same. And then it goes on to say, the years of a person's life are 70 years. And if we are strong, 80 years. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. This is not about living longer. It's about living more wisely. It is about making your life count. It is funny how in the midst of these life diminishing realities, life distorting realities, we have learned to count our stocks, count our investment portfolios, and even our acquisitions, but we have not managed with the same diligence to make our lives count. How do we ensure that however long we live, we make our lives count for something? We leave footprints on the sands of time. How do we live so that our days count and so that whenever our death comes, we are confident that our lives have been worthwhile, impactful, and have made a difference? The recklessness and carelessness about which we speak 
it seems to me that this is because we have interiorized the life-devaluing tendencies of our world. In that context, the call to number our days and to make our lives count is a call for resistance and defiance. It is to say to a world that devalues you and undervalues you that I matter, that I am going to make me matter. I'm going to run my best race in my lane. So this call is a call to create a counter narrative of your own about you. It is to say, I matter, and I'm going to make me matter. And it does so by heeding the psalmist. The psalmist is not selling an elixir of immortality. It is not telling you how to make your life last longer, but how to make it count and to do so by living wisely. I was listening recently to an interview with Professor Patrick Lumumba, who was speaking about the legacy of the first president of Zambia, who died recently after having retired as president and uh, having lived to the ripe old age of 96, Kenneth Kaunda, during his tenure as president of Zambia, contended that the independence of Zambia that was gained in 1964 meant nothing if Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, Angola, Mozambique, Malawi, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo were still in the chains of colonization and black people had no vote in South Africa. So he provided a space for refugees, for exiles from neighboring countries in pledge of seeing the organization of, national, of African unity taking stand and becoming a reality. This meant that Zambia did not build on its head start. It waited to ensure that neighboring countries got a head start as well. The interviewer asked Professor Lumumba, was it in vain? Did it make sense for all these years later? There is no African unity. It is not yet a reality. Professor Lumumba, who, by the way, is a different person from the former president of the Congo who was assassinated. This is Patrick Lumumba, and he was Patrice Lumumba has made and has who has been made persona non grata by Zambia responded that the time horizon we are using is too short. You cannot measure, he argued, the progress of nations in terms of years or even decades, but they must be measured in terms of centuries. The visionary perspective he contended of Kenneth Kaunda that we need to take is not whether we see the fruits and the results next year or the next 10 years from now, but in the next 200 years. So that is where I would like to begin in my interaction with Psalm 90. Living wisely 
is living with a time horizon of the eternity of God. The psalmist begins, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever, you formed the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, return to dust, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away with a flood. Our choices and decisions ought to be made not merely for what is good now or for what we can get away with now or for what wins popular approval now, but on what we know to be right and righteous. We think in terms of the future, the broad sweep of history, the long term, because our deeds are measured not in a moment, but in a lifetime, in terms of generations yet unborn. We make our choices and decisions not on what feels good or what makes us look good, but on what is good and what contributes to the common good. And it is that makes sense of rightness and goodness that makes our lives stand the test of time. Because we are seeking to line up with the eternity of God in how we live our lives, we take the long view and choose those things that last and last. We live, therefore, as mere mortals, with a sense always of the eternity of God. Political potentates come and go. So also movements and parties but God will always be God and we will live with that knowledge. We, when we take the long view, that is what living wisely is about. Secondly, living wisely is living with the conscious knowledge of the presence of God. Again, the psalmist says, for we are brought to an end by your anger, by your wrath we are dismayed. For you have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. He's contending that the things we do in secret are done in the very presence of God, who sees and knows. And therefore, we must live honestly and truly and sincerely live with an awareness of the presence of God. It is the only way to live wisely. We do not live in the dark and undercover, but in the broad daylight of God's presence. We live out in the open and openly. This is how to live wisely. The duplicitous and hypocritical lives and the double speak and the two-faced lives make no sense. They are not viable or sustainable. Life is too short anyway. And at any rate, God sees and God knows. We seek to live wise lives. And when we are tested in the rough places of life, it only brings out what is already in us. It makes us better. This has been a movement of testing to see what you are made of 
and the truth is the best came out of you and families of friendships and of fraternal arrangements live wisely by living honestly so what is in us is what we show and what we show is the truth about us we are not making it up we are not impressionists we have truth in the inward parts living wisely thirdly is living with an ever reliance on the mercy of god the psalmist says we can live to be 80 years old before we die but the best of our days is full of trouble and sorrow we pass our years with a moan the psalmist is calling on us to live with an expectation of the grace of god and a reliance on the mercy of god this week the people of miami were reminded of how vulnerable human life is a 40 year old building collapsed in a puff of smoke 159 persons are still missing and four are dead just like that and life is like that we survive on the grace and the mercy of god the sooner we dispense with the self-sufficiency and arrogance as a mode of life the better we the better for us it is every day we live we are indebted to god's grace we live better lives if we learn to live more grateful and more thankful lives we must be humble enough to count our blessings and to approach life with a willingness to learn to help and to be helped this is why we live in families and communities and join our fellow human beings in the struggle for a better world we not only rely on god's mercy and god's grace but we seek to be instruments of god's grace and god's mercy to others and agents of that mercy as well this is the wise way to live this is how our lives last long after our years so let your life count teach us to number our days that we may live right that we may live honest that we may live gratefully and live to show the mercy and grace of god this is the wise way to live teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Amen.